warning. The Catholic Man Show contains high levels of manliness. If you think you may be too weak to withstand the manliness represented in the following program, please do yourself a favor and stop listening now. If you choose to continue in spite of this warning, if at any time you feel yourself overcome by the manliness, stop immediately and consult your closest medical professional. And now, for the not-so-fair, faint, or frilly, we present The Catholic Man Show. Welcome to the Catholic Man Show. We're on the Lord's team, the winning side. So raise your glass. Adam Minahan here with you today, sitting in studio with a special guest, Dr. Ray Garendi from Ave Maria, EWTN, a whole list of different things that if I continued going, we would not be able to continue the the program today. But most I, of it I made up. Most of it you made up? Yeah. Okay. Well... I got to tell you, this is going to go down possibly in the Catholic history books of the Battle of Humility. This is how I, I promoted this the show. This is the Battle of Humility. So we'll see who wins. Right? I don't think you have to have a contest here, Adam. I think it's pretty obvious. It should be notable who is the most humble. I shouldn't have to say it. <clears throat> I, well, I mean, I'm only going to stay quiet only through my humility then. You acknowledged it. Now you've lost it. <laughs> Yeah, it is. Humility is the one virtue that if you say you have, you don't. It's the paradox. It's a real trick. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. Well, Dr. Ray, thanks so much for hanging out with us this afternoon or this morning. This morning. Adam Alms didn't come. I know. Because I've I've listened to some of your shows and I got to admit there is a manliness component, but perhaps not enough for me. What? Well, I had to come down a little bit, be a little more sensitive, a little more empathic, yeah, a little more nurturing, kind, communicative, sharing, interfacing. I brought myself down a little bit to be with you guys. It, it looks like you're showing your emotions on your sleeves. Yeah. No, those are those are my triceps. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, we had a great uh, talk last night at Holy Family Cathedral. You did a great job talking about discipline. It was a lot of fun. You dozed off twice, Adam. Well, I mean, my wife kept nudging me. She was. And she, she, she was clearly sharpening her elbow into your ribs about nine times. I was worried, too, because, you know, you're a clinical psychologist. I was like, he's taking notes oh, of yeah. these nonverbal oh, yeah. skills. It ain't pretty. Yeah. It wasn't pretty. I, I saw you writing your, on your note. The report is on your kitchen desk as we speak. <laughs> it's there. And that'll be $400? For a paragraph? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, okay, so how about somebody who maybe doesn't listen to EWTN for whatever reason? You're on EWTN from the TV, noon to one. Noon to, sh- to noon to one here Central Time. Mm-hmm. The doctor is in. And then uh, the TV show, Living Right with Dr. Ray, mm-hmm. is Central Time, 9 to 10 o'clock Saturday nights. They rerun it again on uh, Tuesday mornings at 8. And, and this is the parallel to the kid who's nine years old who can't catch a ball, but wants to play Little League, and they put him in right field. This is the media parallel to right field. They run it again on Friday morning, Central Time, 4 a.m. 4 a.m. 4 a.m. Now, on the, on the West Coast, that's 2 a.m. I mean, you don't even get a ball. There's no way something's coming your way. <laughs> well, it's so good to have you. Uh, Dave, our buddy Dave, my, my co-host Dave, let's see, let's see if I can do this right. Uh, this one. Yeah, there he is. 
Dave is only listening via VMix call. His audio is not working. He was going to be on with us, but... You know, anyway. that's what you say. Yeah. You say there's no technological problems. I think Dave is a little intimidated. That's just between you and I. I saw it. You know, he's used to being the manly one. All yeah. of a sudden, some guy comes on. It's kind of like a cruiser. A cruiser with... 8-inch guns, and here comes the USS Missouri with the 16-inch guns that can lob these shells the size of, of Volkswagen Beetles a mile and a half. That's I think that's I think it's a nice parallel. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, good. Well, uh, so if this is your first time listening to the Catholic Mansion, we do three things every episode, Dr. Ray. Three things. Three things. Okay. First one, we open review and enjoy a manly beverage. Yeah. Right. Today, because it's nine o'clock, we thought it would be prudent. Stick with coffee. We're going to drink, drink some coffee today. This is from Double Take uh, Coffee House. It says double shot. In the I, I'm sorry, double shot. Yeah, double shot. That it is, is very violent, Adam. It is. I'm a little double upset. Shot. The one, two. I don't know if you'll get away with that kind of language. Double yeah. shot. It's pretty good coffee. They, they brew it here in uh, in Tulsa, so it's pretty good. Uh, so that's what we're going to do. We're going we're gonna to drink this coffee. All right. We're on the Lord's team, the winning side, so raise your glass. Salute. Cheers. That's Italian, you know. Azalut. Azalut? To your health. Okay. Here's my dad's favorite. Oh, cheer? Yeah. yeah. Toast? Says, Let's hear it. Here's to you, and here's to me. May we never disagree. But if we do, the heck with you. Here's to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, well, um, what do you think? I like it's strong. I like it. It is. It is I like a little strong, bit of strong coffee. Keeps me awake when my wife talks to me. Keeps you awake. Yes, it does. Good. <clears throat> Good. Uh, I, I I also like it. It's a uh, it's a little strong. It is a little strong because I, I think like it's strong. the espresso blend. But I, you know, I like to take it to eleven. How do you find these things? You go to the store. They have them there. Those those brick and mortar stores. Store. I know it's it's an abstract Ooh. idea. Yeah, it's very abstract. I've read about those. Yeah, it's in my kid's history book. Yeah, it's very it's a very abstract idea. It's good stuff. It's good it stuff. is pretty good. Uh, so the the other thing that we do, mm-hmm. what, the, the second thing we do is we highlight a man gear of some kind. Some kind of man gear. It's something that guys want, desire, need, um, why they need it. We're talking about a belt. We're on belt, huh? We're, in, we're into a belt. So you know today. what? First of all, you, you're you're going to get in trouble with the uh, linguistic police. First of all, you got double shot, mm-hmm. belt, what other violent language are you going to bring on to this program? Authority and discipline. Oh, my god. That's going to be the topic today. Oh, man. So it's like, that's like a strike three, right? See this belt here, Adam? Yeah. Now, what are you, 32 years old? Something like that? Yeah, 32. This belt is older than you, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> I actually have a belt that I had for 10 years, and my wife finally said... No women more. do that. No That's more. another difference between men and women. Guys will like a pair of underwear that they've had for 27 years, and it's fine. Mm-hmm. Okay, It's got right. holes in it, maybe. But it works. But it works. And the women are going, I got rid of that. Where is it? It throws us into an anxiety attack. Where'd you put yeah. it? Where? I got rid of it. Why? It was fine. <laughs> it worked just it's fine. The, yeah, they do yeah, that. I know. But it, it did get, to her credit, the hole had, had stretched out so much that two holes became... Basically one. It was hanging on by a thread. Kind of sounds like some marriages that I do counseling with. <laughs> Just hanging on yeah, by a thread. Hanging by a thread. <laughs> it looks like your marriage is sort of like an older pair of underwear. <laughs> Just barely hanging there. Uh, so I wanted to combine both the, typically we do a 12-minute segment on the drink, 12-minute segment on the gear, and then 24 minutes on the topic. But because we have so many things to talk about today, I was going to com- condense for the sake of, of time 
the top, the drink, and the gear into one one segment. Okay. So it's your show. What it's my yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah you, you're you're here. You're, you're captive for yeah, at least yeah. another forty eight minutes. So, uh, belt. Are you pro or against the reversible belt? Oh man, I had one, but the only reason I had one, and this isn't manly at all, because <laughs> my wife bought it for me. <laughs> she came home and she said, Raymond. That belt that you had from when you were a senior in college, they don't, it was like a lariat, you know, you kind of tied it, you know, and it sort of looked pretty bad. So she said, I got you this. I said, but what side is it? One's brown and one's black. She goes, you take the buckle and you twist it. Twist. Oh, so that's what I had. But this one, this one is not reversible at all. This one is just straight out black. Okay. It's the only belt I have. I have one belt. You have one? That's I ha- it. I have I have two. This one right here. But then I also have the reversible that's the formal one. So that way I can go black or brown at any time. It's, it's really good when you're traveling as well. So you're a traveling guy. You got one You got one belt. You need black. You need brown. You got one. And think about being a guy. You go into a guy's closet. Two pairs of shoes. All right? One for basketball. One for dress. Right. Two pairs of shoes. You look at a woman's closet and what the heck is that? There's 36 pairs of shoes in there. And the tornado hit it through the closet. It's everywhere. They're yes. everywhere. And you get married. Tuxedo, rental, 100 bucks. Wedding dress, 4000 We're just simpler creatures. It's, yeah. You know, I sat, the other day I sat and I watched the Super Bowl. My buddy was there. We sat for three hours. Neither one of us said a word to the other. And neither one of us was thinking... He must be mad at me <laughs> the whole time. Right. We had chips and whatever it is we had. We didn't take anything up. Just company. That's all it was. Now, just to show you how sensitive we are, because we are sensitive. I'm a sensitive guy. Right. I was watching the Cleveland Browns, who had a very nice season this year. You're welcome. Compared Baker, to Owen, compared Baker Mayfield. Oh, in 16, how can you not yeah. have a better season? <laughs> and I cried. I did. Because... I couldn't believe they called the draw play on third and twelve. I just couldn't believe that. Who draw does play? that? Nobody does. Everybody, it's so predictable. My wife says, "What are you crying about?" I said, "They called the draw play." She said, "You haven't cried like that since our wedding day." I said, "I know." <laughs> uh, so okay, so belts. I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to belts yeah. and co- oh, coffee as well. So I do want to talk about coffee because uh, it's. A, did you know it used to be just a strictly Muslim drink? Did you know coffee used to be just a Muslim drink? Did you know this? Did you learn that on Jeopardy? I learned that on uh, the the doctor the doctor's in the doc something I can't remember a Muslim drink and it, uh, mm-hmm. yeah so it used to be a Muslim drink and the Christians found it and they sent it over to the Pope I wish David was actually on here because he tells the story a lot better than I do but they sent it over to the Pope to see if if if, we, if they could drink it the Pope takes a drink and says we shall baptize this coffee and make it Christian because but he liked I have it so to much imagine though it was bitter yeah. I mean I got right now I've got cream and sugar in this thing mm-hmm. but the coffee that they drank was just black yeah tastes strong kinda like burnt but logs. I mean think about it this is probably the first time the caffeine's hit their body in ever maybe that's why he liked it so yeah. much about an hour later he thought it was great he wrote a whole paper yeah, bowl, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> translated the new testament into four more languages <laughs> well, I'm here with Dr. Ray Gurindy I'm Adam Minahan David Niles is just watching we'll try to get him on next segment we're on the Lord's team the winning side so raise your glass
Welcome back to the Catholic Man Show. Enjoying some coffee with Dr. Ray Garendi here in my house in the study. We call it a studio, Dr. Ray, because it's my study. It's the studio. It's where the two studs hang out. Doesn't look like there's any girl stuff in here. You know, I didn't notice exactly. uh, No mini print around your ceiling. No, no. Uh, There's no broaders. No nothing. Okay. No yarn. No yarn. No crochets. Uh, Nothing. All right. So it's the studio. I like it. All right. All right. So uh, I want to talk about. Let's talk about two things that are almost like not. No one wants to talk about them anymore. Authority and discipline. It's like no, like those are two hot button words that no one wants to talk about anymore. Shrinks have done a wonderful job of demeaning authority. It's like toxic masculinity. Hmm. There's a parallel there. See, authority is this overbearing. I am controlling you because I'm bigger and I'm stronger and I'm more powerful and I control all the aspects of this household. That's kind of the tinge hmm. that authority's been given. At one time, not so long ago in our culture, authority was a good word. It was a word that was healthy. It was a word that a father could properly put limits on a kid's behavior. I'll share with you something just interesting. This was probably several years ago, maybe more. They did this study on an African game preserve. They figured that the elephant herds were matriarchal, that the women kind of ran the herds. Okay. So they took the bull elephants out of the herd. Uh-huh. They figured, we'll use them for other places here. We'll use them for mating, etc. In a short period of time, the adolescent males started running amok. They would, for the heck of it, for, for playfulness, start knocking around the rhinos. They had to reintroduce the bulls back into the herd. Just their presence stopped the behavior. The the elephants didn't have to do anything. Mm -hmm. Just dad's here. Time to straighten up. Time to straighten up. And it was, again, if you want to say that authority's aggressive, well, look what kind of aggression you get without authority. You get anarchy, and you get rule of the powerful, and those adolescent bulls, nobody could handle them until you got the stable males back in. Yeah, you get the might versus right. Mm-hmm. It's what you get. Okay, so I want to get the, the two things that when Haley and I when Haley and I got married, one, and we, we decided to, you know, okay, Luke is about to be born. We need to make sure that we're on the same page as parents. Mm-hmm. The two things I said that we were going to automatically get in trouble for as as kid for kid for our kids if you disrespect your mother and if you lie those are the two things automatic trouble and then what if they lie about disrespecting their mother oh that's double okay now now they're that's bad now, now, now they're going to the dungeon right yeah so i mean so those are the two things that that we decided automatic automatic no there's no, no more excuses no excuses you do not disrespect your mother and you do not lie what are your thoughts on that Completely psychoanalyze me and my family and air our dirty laundry out to everybody right now. (laughs) This is costing you. Yeah. There's something I call the battered parent syndrome. Parent will be sitting in my office perhaps with a Mm 12-year-old. Parent will say something. 12-year-old will say, oh, yeah, right, mom. (laughs) Right. 
Hmm. Parent will say something else and try to correct the 12-year-old. That's not the way it is. Why do you keep saying stuff like it? You just make up stuff. Mm-hmm. And I don't say a whole lot for a minute or two, you know, being a good sensitive psychologist type. And then I turn to the mother and say, do you hear how he's talking to you? She looks at me in shock. Like, what, what, what? She has since become inured. Like that word, inured? That's a man's Ooh, word. That, yeah, that's a big word. I like I've been, that. I've been saving that. Inured. Dave, isn't going, to, Dave that isn't going to use that word. No, he doesn't even know that word. No. I've been trying to use monosyllabic words so he can stay with us. Words are hard. Very, sounds like a guy. Words are hard. <laughs> Use hard words. She Stop didn't even realize that she's been putting up with this for years. She doesn't hear it anymore. Mm-hmm. I see this everywhere with parents. I came home one day, and my wife was in the driveway. Now, Adam, I know we talk about manliness, but but I got to confess, there's a very sensitive, aware side of me. And I don't mean to intimidate the guys listening because I am a highly trained professional. So you can't expect to have the level of sensitivity that I have. I pulled in the driveway and I noticed that my wife was upset. I picked up little subtle clues. Nice. She had one of the children by the neck walking down the driveway saying... I do not like them, Ray. I am. I do not like them in my hair. I do not like them anywhere. I picked up on this. <laughs> that must I, be the experience talking. Uh, it is. It's I said, experience. honey, are you upset? And she said, it's Sarah. Now, what happens to us guys when we come home, our wives are upset, and we find out, we're worried that we did something wrong while we weren't there. Mm-hmm. And we find out it wasn't us. Mm-hmm. It was one of the kids. All right. It's like, Good. At that moment, Sarah comes walking up. What do you want me to do now, Mom? Well, Sarah, uh, you're going to sweep out the garage. And after you're done sweeping out the garage, you come to talk to me because the family room needs vacuumed. And I will tell you when to unload the dishwasher and put everything away. I said, what is this? My wife said, I gave Sarah an hour's worth of labor. Why? She rolled her eyes at me. Now think about this. 90% of parents do nothing when a child rolls their eyes at them. That, mm-hmm. that ultimately disdainful nonverbal move. Yeah. Now, Sari got an hour's worth of labor for rolling her eyes at her mother. Is that because rolling eyes is so terrible? No. It's because your mother's so valuable. And so as a result, yes, I have to work on this with parents. They'll come into my office. And they will be, they'll be reciting this list of misbehaviors about 20 miles long. But the biggest one's a disrespect. When you are disdainful of someone, and I use this, I would have done this last night if somebody would have raised the question, but they didn't. They were too anxious to get out of there. Anyway, <laughs> if somebody would have asked me a question mm-hmm. and I would have said, <laughs> yeah, right. Whatever I said the previous hour would have been erased. They would have left there thinking, this guy's a jerk. They would have had a bad taste in their mouth towards me. Mm -hmm. Why? All I said was, yeah, right. But you see how demeaning that is. I tell parents, okay, you want to know if your kid's being disrespectful or not? Here's a simple test. Okay. Take what the child is doing to you. And for the next month, 
do the exact same thing to your boss, your best friend, or your pastor. Mm -hmm. Every time somebody says something you don't like, just roll your eyes and go, whatever. At the end of a month, ask them, do you still like me? (laughs) You will know. Now, let's tie these together here, Adam. Okay, you said authority. So why don't parents do something about this? Well, there's a lot of reasons, but one of them is this. The experts have told parents you have to let children express themselves. You don't want some stuffed little automaton walking along like this thinking, okay, I will not be disrespectful, mother, but I hate your stinking guts. So the experts got parents all nervous about that. No, I want to hear what you're thinking. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, it goes beyond hearing what you're thinking, and it goes into hearing what you're thinking in a nasty way. And that's what's happening. They conflate the two. Expressing of feelings is disrespect. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess I got to take the disrespect because I want to hear her feelings. I want to know why she's upset. I want to know why she's angry. And I always say to parents, well, did you ever notice that they're most likely to express their feelings when they're mad at you? Especially the little kids. You know, you're going to get some little six-year-old boy, like your little son, Luke's five. And you're gonna be, he told me, he corrected me. He's going to be six. He's going to be right. six. I'm drink. no longer five. I'm, I'm going, going to, to be, be six. Within the next year, at his fifth birthday, he started. I'm going to be six. <laughs> you know? I want to say to people, oh, well, I'm going to be dead. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so, little Luke is not going to say, Mother, um, this decision of yours to make me go to bed before I wish is really beginning to chafe me. And I'm, I'm beginning to feel anger pangs. I hope, don't, I hope I don't have to express myself in a negative way. This is not going to happen. Okay, Luke is going to be mad. Okay, and he's going to fire off stuff. He's expressing feelings. But he's also being disrespectful. Right. So you're absolutely correct. Disrespect is rampant now. Mm-hmm. among American parents. They allow it for all kinds of reasons. We don't have time to get into that. Besides, you're not paying me, so why would I give you my best stuff? Right. I'm surprised I'm getting verbs. You're, yeah, that's exactly <laughs> right. You're not going to get any more adjectives after this either. Good and ever, stuff. By the way, did you ever hear a guy on a phone call? You know, women... Okay, I play softball. And sometimes I play co-ed. And if a woman calls the other ladies to show up for practice, Jenny, this is Barb. Yes, we were thinking of having practice at 2 a.m. Well, you know, the lights are on at the field. Yeah, well, they don't always put the lights on at 2 a.m., but sometimes they do. Okay, well, we were thinking of having practice at 2 a.m. Now, three of us want to practice, but two of us don't. Well, what we'll do is I'll call Janet. I call my friend. I go, hey, Steve. Ray, practice. Where? Willing. What time? 2 a.m. Okay, bye. Done. That's it. Nouns. No verbs. <laughs> just that's it. Bullet points. We're a bullet second point. conversation. <laughs> bullet point conversations. That's what we do. <laughs> uh, well, so when we get back, I want to talk about uh, disciplining in public, how to do that effectively, and a few other things that I have up my sleeve. Tired days. of you getting therapy for free. <laughs> we'll be right back. I'm here with Dr. Ray.
Sands, David Niles. We try to get him on. Uh, excuse me. Using Latin language is not quite that manly anymore. Oh, it's not? No. I Semper ubi sub ubi. Just remember that for those who know Latin, that's all I'm going to say. Okay. Just tell them to figure it out. Figure look it out. It up. Semper it up. ubi sub ubi. I know that. I know that Dave knows it. He, look, he's over there pointing that he knows it. He's actually <laughs> told me that before. All, well, here's what he would do. He'd go back and he'd say, "Ecce homo." Knows that would he? That's the only thing he knows from it's, the Bible it's in Latin. Ecce homo. Ecce homo. <laughs> Dave's internet connection does not work, so uh, we 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 tried to get him on. Can't get him on. So I'm here with Dr. Ray. You're you're batting. You're second in the hole. Coming up now. So, well, you noticed that when we had the battle for the Humility Award, he drops out. Did he you notice that? He, he dropped out right at the been, start. It may have been just from his humility. Yeah, this is the old, oh, we have a bad internet. Yeah, the, the oldest complaint in the book. He's over I, there like crimping the I wires. I remember and, back in the 1800s, they used to say that. <laughs> and you saw that on the internet, which you believe everything that's on the internet. So, well, I saw on the internet it said you can't believe everything that's on the internet, and it was signed Abraham Lincoln. Oh yeah, well, see. you know you know that's true then. Right. Uh, so we, we were talking about a little bit about authority um, over the last break, and my my question is is that how do I I know that you don't publicly when a kid acts out in public and embarrasses you. You made a great point last night. Like just don't take your kids out in public. I don't. Yeah, that, that's a great. You pick the two best behaved ones, and those are the ones you take out. The other ones that they, people they say, they do you have other children? Yeah, I do, but. But these are the these, these these are the ones that earned it this year. <laughs> but sometimes you just have to get them out, right? And, and they they do something that's wrong. And I almost have this when it happens to other people. I almost have this unnerving of like, are they going to discipline them? Are they not? If they do, is it too much in public? What's too much? What's not enough? How do you you realize, Adam, in the way you've just expressed this question, you have reflected a much deeper phenomenon among parents. Which oh, is man. that somehow there's a right and a wrong way. There's a correct psychologically speaking way and there isn't. Well, am I doing this correctly? Am I not? Rather than saying, well, I'm dad here and right. this is the way I'm going to handle this. Now, let's look at the discipline in public thing. Yeah, because you're, uh, you're worried a little bit about That's someone ca- right. calling. That's exactly right. That's a sad, pathetic, tragic phenomenon now in our culture, which is if you discipline in some way, not even being abusive, that somebody disapproves of, right? you will find yourself defending not only that action, but somebody coming to your door and questioning all of your parenting. So little Luke over there, if he tells him, yeah, my daddy spanked me, and you get some 26-year-old social worker who decides that that's totally inappropriate under any circumstances, all of a sudden you're finding yourself defending yourself. Right. So here's what I tell parents. It's kind of like being a good burglar. What is the first thing burglars will tell you they do when they enter an uninhabited dwelling? You know, I, I, I haven't, I've never done this oh, before. Oh, yeah, yeah. You I have mean, to act like you don't I, know. I don't know. I don't, let me check the book. I don't mm-hmm. know. I, scout it out? Do they scout out? The first thing they do is they look for an exit. Scout. If yeah. they get surprised, they want to be able to leave immediately. Okay. Okay. Good parents are like burglars. Okay. You're out in public, say a restaurant. Mm-hmm. Where's the restroom? Because if he starts acting up, we're going to go to the restroom. Now, you can stand him in the corner in the restroom. Just quietly walk away. If he starts to throw a fit, now this is a little kid. Mm-hmm. He starts to throw a fit, take him out to the car. Mm-hmm. 
Low-profile discipline, but firm discipline anyway. Mm -hmm. What tends to happen out in public is that most people are concerned with not making a scene. So in doing so, they make a scene. They sit there and they reason with this kid, who is beyond reason. He's four. And hysterical. Yes. yes. You can't. You're not. No, no. What did you. No, we can't have that right now. You need to put that back. We'll have that when we get home. No, no, that's not yours. If we if you take that now, we're going to get in trouble. And this happens. And the kid's just roaring mm-hmm. at 120 miles an hour. I just watch. Sometimes what I do is I take out a pad and I look like I'm taking notes. <laughs> Makes him a little paranoid. That's what you're doing to me this morning. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, nothing. Well, I was writing another book. Well, <laughs> your wife asked me. She said, "Would you please study how Adam talks to me? Uh, is he communicative? Is he fair? Is he open? Is he empathic?" I said, "I'll take. I'll. I'll, okay. I'll let you know." Okay. okay. Yeah. C minus right now, big boy. C minus. C minus. Hey, that's a passing grade, brother. Yeah. <laughs> so that's true. Out in public, it's sad. Our oldest son was about four, and he was going to preschool. He used to bounce down the steps on his butt, and he'd like doing that. Boom, 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 yeah. boom, boom. Well, you know what his butt looked like? Right. And I told my wife, do not send him to preschool until those are all gone. Because mm-hmm. I did not want to have to deal with, they're going to have to report it, mm-hmm. and then I'm going to get through this process of why are those bruises all there? He bounces down the steps on his butt. Well, how do we know that? Mm-hmm. See, old he fell down the steps. Right. So, And that was sad. It was tragic. I wrote a book way back. This is before you were even born, I wrote this. But I was writing a book before you were born. You know that? Are you sure? Punk. Are you sure? Yeah. 86? Yes. Before 86? Yes. Dang it. Uh, well, I was in middle school. I was a prodigy. Oh, okay. Back to the Family was the name of the book. These families were from around the country. As a matter of fact, I think we had one uh, from Oklahoma City, I think. Maybe two. We asked them, what is your parenting like? Mm-hmm. How are you raising these kinds of very admirable human beings? 70% of the family said that they spanked under certain circumstances, mostly mm-hmm. when the kids were younger, mostly control. I had a mother call me. She was a pediatrician from a New England state. Mm-hmm. And she said, she had a number of children. Her sons, you know, you got two sons, but they got bruises all over them. They bang into everything. They're probably downstairs right now. Yes. Getting after it. And she said, and they were playing outside with shorts on, the bruises all over their legs. So the neighbors reported them. She took the case all the way to the Supreme Court. And she said, I want that book. I'm going to take that book to the Supreme Court and use it to say, hey, these phenomenal families with kids that are anything but aggressive, they're moral children, responsible, mature children, have gotten spanked. But now among the experts, Adam, here's the way I put it. If you wanted to go out, you and Haley wanted to go out, and you want to purchase the best satellite dish you can purchase. Mm-hmm. And this thing can pull down every rot gut channel you can find. Mm-hmm. And you put your little five-year-old son in front of that thing, unfettered. He can go anywhere he wants. And you tell people, well, you know, I think that if he stumbles across something like that, I will use it as a teachable moment. We will sit down and we will say, now, Luke, what do you think about that? Do you think that's appropriate? Why could he do something differently, Luke? I will use it to teach. Probably the majority of the people would think you're stupid. 
but they couldn't do anything about it. Right. They could not do anything about it. But if you're out in that grocery store mm -hmm. and you swat that bottom, little mm -hmm. Luke's bottom, mm -hmm. yeah, it's bizarre. We can rot out a child's soul and nobody's going to say a thing. Swat a bottom, you're done. You're done. You're done. I know. It's, it's crazy. It's different, though, how g boys and girls are so different. I, you can't say that anymore. Oh, I'm That's going to. That's gender assuming. Hey, hey, we had, you can't say that. We had a warning at the beginning of the show. If, you, if it's too much, you can just turn it off. So I, I, had, I, I did an experiment. I had you know, my both boys. I had two boxes. And I said, boys, I want you to come up with a game. Here's two boxes. Come up with a game. You know what they did? They took the boxes, they put it over their head, and they swung at each other. And whoever could knock <laughs> off the box first That's a good wins. <laughs> I didn't give them any. I didn't give them any. Any. You know, uh, come on, Adam. Obviously, you had socialized them into that I didn't kind give of them behavior. Any, any you didn't input. recognize how you were socializing them. It was very subtle gender norming. Yeah. is what you were doing. You didn't. Uh, you weren't aware of it. Come on, Adam. So then, Anna, who's she's almost two. Same thing. Give her a box. What does she do? She grabs she her little doll. For a doll. I yeah, she grabs her doll. doll. She gets, she goes sits in in uh, the box this, and she's just you in are there. Stereotyping those little children, <laughs> but it's so different how that how different they are. I mean, I didn't give them any any input. I said just make up a game. People for all millennia used to understand that. The unsophisticated, uneducated parents of thousands of years ago knew that. We have educated ourselves into imbecility. We now think, oh, no, 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 it's all the same. It's just different. Any differences between little Anna and Luke obviously is something very subtle that you're doing in your family. Mm -hmm. It's a construction kind of thing that you're doing. Right. These people who spout these theories must never have had any kids. I agree with that. Jeez. Yeah. I agree with that. Or at least only one. If they had any kids, it'd be only one. How do you punch yourself in the head with a box? You yeah, know, that, exactly. then, then you got, then you, then you you got, got serious problems. problems. <laughs> you got real problems in. So, okay, so uh, here's another question that I have is um, a lot of guys, I asked I asked guys um, who, who support the show, I said, what do you want me to ask Dr. Ray? Give me some give me some content. How much I, can I bench? Yeah. How, Actually, we did ask somebody did ask him ask him how much he bench and squats. My bench at, at max was three ten. Three ten. Three ten. But okay. for a one hundred seventy pound guy, that's pretty solid. Now, right now, no longer I do the benches anymore because shoulders. Every guy that in the weight room that does benches has shoulder problems, especially mm -hmm. heavy benches. So we go to dumbbells. Mm -hmm. We use dumbbell benches because you can control a dumbbell bench. So I use I use hundreds with each mm -hmm. hand, and I'll get nine or ten. Nice. What about squats? Don't squat anymore. Okay. We use the, we use the legs. Uh, uh, the sled. We, I, okay. I don't squat anymore. Squats are so tough on the knee. They're really tough yeah. on the knee. And if you don't do it right, your back will right. we'll yeah. get up get upset too. Okay, so that was one question. So I'm glad yeah. we get, got that one out of the pull way. Pull-ups. Nope. Best nope, I ever did. 32. 32? Yeah. That is pretty good. What mm -hmm. about dips? Oh, I can I can do those forever because I'm light. Yeah. Okay, well, when we get back, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask a question about 17-year-old kids. How do we keep them in the faith? Oh, yeah, why don't you ask something hard? Also, I want you to exhaust the uh, understanding of the Trinity. So when we get back... I got that. I'll do it in four different languages. Perfect, too. perfect. We'll be right back.
Sometimes I say welcome back and I don't really know where they've gone or where I've gone. Yeah, that's like saying, don't go away. Yeah. And I can just imagine all these people thinking, oh, shoot. I, really, I was, I was, I was just going to go, plan- but he, I was just but he planning- said, don't go away. Oh, yeah. nuts. So I better listen to yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. I, Stay right there. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be right back. Yeah. It's like, wait, wait, <laughs> where are you going to go? Yeah. I, I may buy a It's mindless. I don't know. It's mindless stuff, and we say it, and I always call it that, Mo- broadcasting mindlessness. It's what they say in the biz. Yeah. Stay right there. I'll be right back. Yeah. Don't go away. What, what, what kind of nonsense? In psychology, they've done studies, and they call it mindlessness. Right. Where somebody will be at a grocery store line, and the experimenter will come up behind a person and say, excuse me, can I go before you? I have to pay for this. And the percentage of people that go, oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> it's just it's mindless. Yeah. It's just, okay. Okay, yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I mean, if you got to pay for it, <laughs> I, I, for it. I, I mean, I don't want you stealing it, I guess, so... <laughs> Well, I'm here with Dr. Ray. This is the last segment. I want to get to at least a couple things because okay, um, you, you mentioned on the, on this on the talk last night, which you'll be able to you'll get on our website. But I want I want to go over it today, right now. How do we how do we keep guys how do we keep our kids in the faith? This is this is something that everybody has to do. Like at some point, the the kids all of a sudden, dads and moms don't know anything anymore. They become they know everything that all the foundation that you've built. In the faith, all of a sudden they're they're having to take it on themselves. Uh, how do you keep them there where you're not pushing them, you're not driving them away, and yet they still want to be part of the faith? My grandmother came from Italy when she was eight. Okay. If the priest said it, that's the way it was. Right. She never questioned it till the day she died at ninety six. Priest said so. Well, why do you baptize babies? Uh, we do. That's what we do. Yeah, I'm Catholic. That's what we do. Kids are no longer like that at all Mm-mm. because the culture says. It's like the exact opposite. That's right. Yeah, because you do it, it's wrong. Right. The culture says you have to question this. You you can't accept this. This is this is your parents' thing, okay? Mm-hmm. We know their throwbacks. Right. They're Neanderthals. I tell parents, you, you've got to be able to answer those kids' questions. When I talk to adolescents, they have so many questions. They don't understand stuff. What? Why the moral stance? Why is it not okay for two people who have same-sex attraction to marry each other? What's the problem here? Right. Okay, because the culture says there's no problem. Every every peer they know says it's no problem. So I tell the parents, first, the first thing you got to do is you got to be able to talk with the kids about that. you got to let them know that no matter what they ask you. Well, you know, Mom, I... You know, I really don't think that, like, a baby in the womb, you know, three months old in the womb, it's not really that old. You can't even hardly tell. I mean, I don't see why that wouldn't be a problem. Don't think that way. It is a problem. You, right. Don't do that. You, you can't do that. you got to say, okay, how how'd you come to that conclusion? Mm-hmm. What's your thinking behind that? What did you hear? Now, parents oftentimes don't know the answers. They're as often as... Is, it, is this because the idea of just logic in general people don't understand? Mm-hmm. They don't know how to formulate mm-hmm. an argument. They don't know mm-hmm. how. I don't know how. I don't know why we believe that. I don't know A that's to B right. equals that's C. That's exactly right. I've just been told that. Right. Never thought about it. Well, you can't really believe that that little white round circle up there that the priest holds up is the God of the universe. I mean, I can see with my eyes it's a white round wafer. What are you asking me to believe here? Right. You know, so that you, you somehow, now this is tough on people. I left the church for eight years. And as I was gone and became more and more confused mm-hmm. about the state of present Christianity, 
I had to scratch and claw my way back to the church. And in so doing, I had to look at these questions. Mm -hmm. So the kids, first of all, more than anything else, need to see that the faith is a good way to live because you can explain it well. You can at least give them reasons. Now, will that make them embrace those reasons? No. Why? Well, they're 17, they're 20, they're 22. They want to do what they want to do, and they're in a peer group that does anything it wants to do, and everything is flowing fast, and their hormones are roaring. So as a result, they're probably at a point in their lives where they're least likely to accept the faith. Mm -hmm. Talked about this last night. Our culture is so good at pulling people away from the faith. So, so good. And it's good beyond that it's just evil. It is impressively, seductively, pleasantly evil. And that's what makes it so dangerous. Mm -hmm. It portrays evil in a very nice light. How could you question that? Right. There's nothing wrong with that. Love is love. Yeah, that's right. So as a result, the kids who are not real clear thinkers because they're youth, the parents really got to be able. You know, we homeschooled. And my wife, very knowledgeable in the faith, and she taught the kids in the faith. And now they're all in their 20s, and some of them have left the church. They haven't, they haven't rejected it. They just left it. Mm-hmm. It was a matter of, well, okay, it's just not something that I'm into right now. Right. That, I, I understand that. Yeah. Been there. <laughs> and my son, my one son who's 29, I, I'll try to say something to him, and he just rolls his eyes. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want to hear it. Okay, so I'm stuck virtually never talking about the faith. But that's at least the first step you got to know, and I'm amazed at how many parents don't engage their kids in that. Well, what happens whenever the, the, the parents feel... Like they didn't do their job, you know. They left the faith, you know. I feel I feel guilty. <clears throat> like, what did I do wrong? Like there's what did I do wrong? Spiritual correctness, right? If I would have always just done the right spiritual things, this kid would never have left. So obviously, I fell short. Right. I'm spiritually deficient. That is nonsense. That is raw nonsense. Yes. Could we all do a better job? Yes. But that's because we're human. First of all. Secondly, they totally underestimate the power of the culture. Totally, completely underestimate how the power shapes their kids' thinking right under their nose. In their house. Mm-hmm. Completely. You know, the, the, the culture can reach into your home, through the computer, through your TV, through music, right there in your face. For most of human history, the culture couldn't do that. It couldn't reach inside your house. Right. So they underestimate that. The third thing they underestimate is that, by and large, is free will. And our Lord himself couldn't get most people to follow him. He couldn't. He's God. He had everything going for him. And he still had people react to him badly. Really badly. Mm-hmm. Kill him badly. <laughs> so, Deicide badly. Yeah. <laughs> So who do we think that we are that somehow if I'd have just done it right, what the, that's that's raw illogical nonsense. I agree. I, I agree with you. That's, that's you agree. Yeah, I agree with that. Mm-hmm. That'd be eighty dollars. I think we need to have, and I'm, I'm a little offended here, Adam. The, this this man show thing. I do think we need to have some ladies in here. You know, just to, to, to lend maybe the counter position. We can't just. It's easy for us to come in here and be manly because there's nobody around. But it's only an hour show. Yeah, good point. We wouldn't get to talk, would we? No, we, okay. <laughs> we wouldn't get to talk. Uh, the la- okay, so the last thing I want to ask you about is 
guys are listening, they're like, okay, I want to, I want to kind of be more of the disciplinary in, in my house. Maybe I've been slacking off. Yeah, the last, guys do that. Yeah, it's like I've been kind of on the lazy boy while mom yes. has been disciplining. And that's a proper name for it, lazy boy. That's exactly right. How do how do they uh, reclaim the authority in their house? Two things that happen. Sometimes the women are very ill at ease the way guys discipline. Oh, oh, he's just, oh, he's intimidating. You know, look, you scared her. She's only five. You scared her kind of thing. I tell the ladies, if your husband is a loving, good father, let him be a man. Men discipline differently than women. They are more action-oriented. They use less words. They're more likely to follow through. They're less negotiable. Okay, that's their style. There's nothing wrong with that Mm -hmm. in the context of love. So that's the first thing. Second thing, back your wives up. Don't let them flail around in the midst of a brawl with a kid and you sit there. Get in there. Do the disciplining if you have to. I, I was uh, just in the middle of my beer there. Yeah, I know. And I got, I got, let me finish this up here. <laughs> Guys, just let the women do it. And that is, I think, one of the big places we've surrendered. And by and large, most women will want to feel protected from the mistreatment from that child. Mm-hmm. They may they may not like the guy's style. They think he's a wounded bear. But he's not. He's he's a guy. And as a result when he steps in, they feel like okay, he's got their back. There's something amazing about that when men actually stand up and be the providers, the protectors, the establishers in the toxic, house. toxic, toxic. I know, I know. But it you see this weight uh, that comes off of the women's shoulders of like finally I don't have to I don't have to carry both crosses. Well, they're battling this kid. You know the women do most of the child rearing in many cases. Right. Well, they're battling the kid. Right. They're sitting there going round and round verbally, and uh, where, where are we? I used to have a rule when we when I would come home, my wife would homeschool. I'd come home and I'd say, "Honey, anybody give you grief today?" Now my wife's a good disciplinarian. She's better disciplinarian than I am. Right. And she handled it. But they're still going to answer to dad, and I'm still going to do something about it because we are linked. These two fingers are locked together. They rattle one, they rattle the other. Mm -hmm. And the kids had to know that, that not only did mom deal with you, but if we went too far in giving mom too much repeat trouble, she's going to tell dad. Well, I don't want to come home and have to be the heavy. I wasn't the heavy. I was dad. I loved him. I kissed him before I sent him to bed early. Uh, do you like the 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 tactic of? I want to go back really quick because I meant to ask this and I wanted to make sure to get in in public. The when we get home, you're going to be in trouble. I don't mind that. The problem is you don't want to create a scene. If you sure, say you're at a family gathering mm-hmm. and all the kids are running and you ask your little one, "Hey, hey, that's enough now," and he looks at you like, "Yeah, right," and he heads back into the pack. Okay, right. Now, at that point, you could take him out and stand him in the corner, but you have to make a judgment. You think, hmm, all right. Well, well, okay. I think that probably would only work if you already have established authority. That's it. Yeah, and I and one of the rules we had was when you act up in public, it's more trouble mm-hmm. because I lose business. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Ray, I'm very grateful for you coming and hanging out with me this morning. Thanks so much. Uh, DrRay.com? Yes? Yes. And new book coming out soon? I hope so. The most recent book is Thinking Like Jesus. Okay. That's not a very humble title. Who am I to say Thinking Like Jesus? (laughs) Thanks so much. We're on the Lord's team, the winning side, so raise your glass. I like that. Raise. Ray. 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 Ray.